got the punk rock intro. We got the, the usual music playing for you, but I got a funky, funky feeling down in my soul. It's everything I can do just to not just funk it up. I'm in a very good spot. I'm in a good spot emotionally. I think the gimlet is going to balance it out. There's a, here's, here's what I'm excited about. I'm not excited, but here's what I've, I'm coming to grips with. I always feel better when I, when I think I have my head wrapped around the problem. And, and what, what happens is this. I think I understand the problem. I think I have a solution. Then, of course, the problem is worse than I ever thought, and then i got to start over. So I'm, I'm wrapped in a cycle. I'm wrapped in a cycle. I am a, uh, I am like a pigs in a blanket. But right now, I feel like I got it figured out. Right now, I can see hope on the on the horizon. I think it's going to be harder than we thought. Obviously, it's going to be harder than we thought. But there's some there's some good stuff happening, and you cannot you can't hide the truth. You can hide it for a little while, but it's always gonna it's always gonna seep out. So I want to say hello, first and foremost to uh, my partner in crime here, coming to you from uh, Gypsy Camp in just outside of Jacksonville this week, or are you in San Antonio? Uh, I'm not disclosing because I put out a pretty caustic Twitter thread, so shh. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what we do right now isn't illegal, but it could be after November 2020. We are, uh, we're going to be talking, we got a great show for you. We got a wonderful show. There's there's going to be uh, Supreme Court talk. We're going to talk about the, the Trump rally. We're going to talk about Georgetown and Yale and statues coming down. We're going to, there's going to be a little bit of homeless talk, and there's going to be some Video game talk. I don't know if you've been going to theloftestparty.com, but they made the announcement on the P- for the PS5. There's a bunch of games coming out. It's definitely on our radar. Uh, it's a good time. We're gonna say goodbye. We're gonna do a little. We're gonna have a little in memoriam segment at the end of the show. So let's start off with what I think is the good news. This. Past Saturday, oh, I'll say this, happy Father's Day to everyone. If, you, if you've got kids, if you've got kids out there and you're a father and you've done that whole thing, happy Father's Day to you. Keep up the good work. Also on Saturday, we had a lot of fun. I was super excited for this. I could not wait. We had the return of the Trump rally. We had the big Trump rally in Tulsa, and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I thought it was great. There was, uh, the media was going after it six ways to Sunday. It's going to be a COVID ground zero event. It's going to be COVID central. COVID. And then there was arguments about the crowd size and people blocking the entrances. and both. The media is going to try to find a way to put a negative spin on it. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's what I want to know. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait because I will go to uh, a website called Zap to it. That has t- it has a little thing called TV by the numbers. You guys should know this. Zaptoit.com. TV by the numbers is like the, its little sub thing. And you can go and they'll post the ratings. They'll post the ratings. Now, I don't know which network will have. I'll probably check the Fox News ratings. I don't know who else carried this thing. But I got to think it was huge. I'm telling you right now, Gimlet. I went to Ohio State. And when it's college football time, I get these little butterflies and you get excited, you know, you love college football, and you get that, you get it, you're like, oh, here's what I'm going to do, here's what I'm going to do, I'm going to, so I had that, I was, 
so happy. My day was going so well on Saturday. And then I get out of the shower, you know, because I've been doing some, some, some work and yada, yada. I get out of the shower. I call one of my favorite pizza joints. And I ordered a, a couple slices of Sicilian pizza, and they're like, we're, we're just about to put one in the oven, so it's going to be like 20 minutes, which is a long time for them. Normally, they got them. And I look at my watch, and it's like, ooh, it's 25 minutes till the Trump rally. And the pizza place, so I get my clothes on, I grab my keys, I go over to the pizza place, I hit it right as they're pulling this bitch out of the oven. Ho-ho! Bang, bang, bang. They chop me off a couple slices. Bing bong, back in my car, and I got that college football. Here we go, here we go. It, I couldn't have timed it out better. Sat down, boom, turned on the TV, Trump rally, Trump rally. And it's so fun to see uh, my friends there. I saw so many so many of my buddies were there, and I was jealous. My buddy Chad Prather was there. My buddy, uh, you know, uh, Terrence Williams was there. Uh, my buddy CJ from the Deplorable Quad. And it was just... And it was a great rally. It was a it was a very good event. It was a very give me your grade. You got to you got to grade it. We're gonna do tiger heads. We're gonna do that's the new well, that's the that's the new thing because it's the loftest party. We got the flying tiger. So out of zero tiger heads, meaning it was horrible, up to ten tiger heads. How many heads do you give it? Give it some head. For the clips I've seen, because I actually had a friend's 60th birthday party last night. Really? I did. Was um, there a the, stripper? It was a girl. Uh, my question stands. <laughs> no, there was no stripper. Because of COVID? Because of COVID? You didn't uh, want to have, you didn't no, have some No, it wasn't because of COVID. No, it wasn't because of COVID. Because COVID comes out of the wiener. It, and you don't... <laughs> okay, go ahead. That's You're what at they your, say. What they, um, no, <laughs> the clips I've seen, I'd probably give it an eight. Yeah. I think um, I think the the projected crowd size and the the actual crowd size actually kind of put the campaign back on its heels a little bit. Which is great. Which is perfect. Yeah. No. No. And I think so. I think lesson learned. You never say in advance how many registrations you have. Uh. Uh, I don't know. Well, I just feel like in, in the environment of COVID and the environment of insane protesters and rioters, if you're contemplating going, all of a sudden, like, assuming there could be 250,000 people there in that kind of chaos, yeah, I think I think it actually would suppress. But I saw a couple of different posts from some live stream Thing. So they live streamed it on Facebook. They live streamed it on YouTube. From one um, one service, there were over six million people watching. I think the ratings are going to be ginormous, which to me makes the crowd size secondary. And yep. everybody is like, "Oh, you're going to have all those people packed in there. You're going to have all those people packed in there, and you're going to kill everybody in Tulsa. Damn you, hide Trump. Damn you, hide." I wasn't too bummed. It was. Uh, I would say it was at two-thirds capacity, which was very funny because I'm watching CBS Sunday morning, which they were in full propaganda mode. Like, they were just in full propaganda mode this morning. They de- they described it as, uh, what do they, they go, just in classic, it's this, less, it's this kind of wordplay. 
They go, uh, the uh, Trump rally last night, one-third empty. So there you go. It's like, is the glass half full? Is the glass half, half empty? It wasn't two-thirds full, Gimlet. It wasn't two-thirds full. No, it was one-third one empty. You know the that's only what reason do. that's notable? I, I, they just want to, they got to put that negative spin on it. They well, got to put that negative spin on it, but that's also never happened before. And the fact that you can fill an arena in the midst of a pandemic and a bunch of asshats running around threatening people who have who don't even have any Trump gear on, but they just assume support Trump. Yeah, uh, I think filling an arena at two thirds capacity is actually pretty good. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> and yeah. a little bit safer if if uh-huh. we're to believe the COVID. So to me, that's a success. I want to get into the performance of it. I want to get into the because this is what I love. One of the things that I just adore about uh, President Donald J. Trump. He is a he's an incredible live performer. I've said this before. He has the instincts of a performer. And there's another universe where he is one of the best stand-up comedians who's ever worked, and he feeds off that live crowd. He, he just does it instinctively. It's not taught. So it's been a while since he's been on stage, and I know how that feels. I know how that feels. You're like, wow, I haven't done a long set in, like, four weeks. So, ooh, this is going to be a little bit. He had some great material, and I like to see – I love it when the new stuff is working, and I love it when he's playing around with new ideas. However, when when the media put together – the, the West Point clips of, oh, my gosh, look how he's walking down that ramp. Look how he's walking down that ramp. And why does he drink water like that? Is he Does he have tremors? This is like, and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. It worked on me a little bit. Uh, I thought, ooh, that is weird. And, yes, he did drink water like that before. What is that about? So you don't want to be blind and just go, you know, he's perfect and he, whatever. So it, it had worked on me a little bit. After the West Point thing, I'm like, ooh, that is a little dicey. When he did that, it's it's called it's an act out. Not only did he tell the story, he acted it out about here's why I walked down the ramp like that. And I told the general, you got no rail. That's a steep ramp. I'm wearing leather-soled shoes. I will fall on my ass. And that'll be a story. That was hilarious. Right. That was hilarious. And then when he, and then when he talks about drinking the water. And I loved it. I, it was a great thing. I don't want the water to spill on my tie because it'll ruin the tie. The tie will never be the same. <laughs> and, and like that speaks to me as like that's who you want. That's who you want. Here's a guy who's got a who's got all the money he could ever need, and he doesn't want to have. It's foolish. To, it, it would be a foolish mistake to let water drip on your tie and ruin it because then you'd have to buy a new one. It would be a waste of money. That's who I want. There's been a couple of stories that that guy has told. The the woman ice rink is one, and the I drink water because I don't want to ruin my tie story. I'm like, that's why I'm voting for you. That's why I'm voting for you. I know it looks silly. I don't care. I put my other hand under there to catch the drip because I don't want to ruin my tie. That was great. That was hilarious and great. Did you have a favorite moment? Um, I don't know because I haven't seen them all yet. Oh, you gotta watch. You gotta watch. 
it was a good one. I believe you. Yeah. I, 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 you know, your friend only turned 60 once in a lifetime. There's probably going to be about 30 more Trump rallies. So I had to make a call. Yeah. That's true. Hey, listen, I'm, listen, you got to, you got to, you got <laughs> to make friendship. a call. Even without, even without strippers there, even there, even there without uh, Tarzan and his banana sack, you had well, to still. You know, I know, but it wasn't just that. It was just like, you know, about meatball days. Mm-hmm. So all the meatball girls were together because we all went to the party and we haven't really gotten together since before the COVID. Yeah. So, yeah, it. it there was a choice, and I, I know I have another opportunity to see a Trump rally. I don't have another opportunity to celebrate my girl's 60th birthday. So good for you. You made the good. You made the good choice. I want to go to one. I'm going to figure out a way. Um, uh, it, it, it'll just be fun. And then this is like a good warm up set. Uh, I'm sure the ratings were just off the chart, and it's so great how he can just blow through. He can just blow through all the BS and just cut right to it. Uh, but if you get a chance, watch it. There's good highlights. It was, it was a, uh, I'd say it was a rough week for the, uh, for the, the campaign, the whole Supreme Court. We're going to spend some time uh, talking about the Supreme Court madness that has uh, befallen us as as a nation and how just uh it ain't cool it ain't cool for a lot of reasons well john roberts is just the worst yeah yeah john roberts is um time he's invented a fake standard yeah and that's that's a big problem that's a big problem and then the other big problem that it, it it leads to is it does not encourage Congress to do their job. They can just because now, and, and listen, DACA isn't over. This isn't the end all be all. And now it. This is why. This is the other reason why I don't don't like it. Trump can go right back after it. He can go right back after it. He can get, uh, you know, a, a new set of reasons and a new list. And okay, we'll do we'll do this and we'll cross that T and we'll dot that I and we'll do it this way, this way, this way. Probably he could do that in July, but then it's just more fuel for the left. So you got to balance that out. He won't let this DACA thing go. He won't let this DACA thing go. What you want is solid legislation. And and I I hope, I think I'm speaking for everybody here. Like, I don't, I don't expect the DACA, any, any, any dreamer kid to be kicked out of the country. I really don't. I really don't expect, oh, yeah, you know, your parents uh, snuck across the border. Uh, then, then you know, y- you, were, you were two. You have no memory of them doing this, making this choice for you. You had no say in the matter. And, and now that you're uh, 20, we're going to kick you out of the country and send you to, you know, Guatemala or El Salvador, where there's a chance you don't even speak the, the, the language. No, I, I don't think anyone's in favor of that. We are in favor of border walls and securing the border and don't sneak in in the first place. I'm cool with just stemming the tide. Let's just stem the tide. So the uh, the the horrible thing about it, 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 one of the other horrible things about it is that 
when when the Supreme Court does this, like, and you mentioned this earlier, when they go, uh, you know, when when Obamacare was up on the chopping block, and then John Roberts is like, well, you know what? I think the intention was really this. No, 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 no. We're not we're not paying you to think maybe the intention might have been. No, we're talking about the words on the paper, you jackhole. That's what you do. What are the words on the paper? And now he's he's done it uh, yet again. again. Yeah. What well, do you think? The, how mean, do you think this, they should handle this? This. Um, well. What they actually said about this one is a little bit different than what they said about the immigrant or the, the census one, the way I understand it. So. Obama, who said repeatedly publicly that he had no authority to do this, went and did it anyway. Right. When he implemented DACA, it was a regulatory change, right? It never mm-hmm. went through the appropriate comment period, nothing. So, I'll tell you how I think we should handle it in just a second. Okay. What I've... John Roberts actually said, and the majority actually said, is that Trump, of course, has the authority to remove DACA, but you have to go through the public comment period for a regulatory change as is standard. So that can take like up to three years. That's not getting done before Trump leaves office. Right. Right. Should he lose in November. So what I propose since John Roberts has um, implemented this new standard that never existed before, because the whole basis for it is this is an illegal executive order. We're taking it off the books. If it's illegal, it's illegal. Period. Yes. If it's unconstitutional. So. What I think Trump should do, should he lose in November, is just what Obama did and do a bunch of illegal executive orders right before he leaves and create as much pain for Joe Biden as possible. So he should <laughs> he should through executive order, he should uh, eliminate the payroll taxes. Right. Um, yeah. He executive, just I mean, I'm just saying through the exact I mean, think of all the things he could do through pure executive order that he absolutely does not have the authority to do. But then it'll take Joe Biden three to five years to undo them. It'll be amazing. And this will be the other thing. How suddenly that won't apply. How suddenly that won't apply. And then and then we'll sit back and go, see, we were right. And it's one of those things where I don't want to be right about this. I want to do everything I can to encourage people to vote for Trump. I want to encourage people to vote uh, for the Republican candidate. We just, I don't even want to think, I don't even want to think about what life would be like uh, under a Joe Biden uh, presidency. It wouldn't be, listen, uh, there, there's not going to be roving death squads. There's not going to be this other thing. It would be the continuation of a death by a thousand cuts. And that's what was going on with the Obama. Yes, we can all survive it. We can all survive it. But we're just getting, you know, here's a little cut. Here's a little cut. Here's a little cut. Here's a little cut. And then you just, you keep waking up and like, ah, I just got a little worse. I'm okay. Ah, I just got a little worse. I'm okay. And then one day you wake up and you're like, wow, there are no manufacturing jobs. Wow, we can't even make penicillin here. Wow, China's building islands. Wow, they're taking more intellectual property. And then, you know, the the president, uh, 
who who is a Democrat is like, what are you going to do? It's the new reality, you guys. It's the new reality. You're going to have to get 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 used to it. That's what the the Trump administration has shown us that that the new reality can be what we want it. What do you what do you got? I don't know that I I I might not go to roving death squads, but I, I think it will get significantly worse than that because Joe Biden is not going to be running this country, and. I am getting increasingly concerned um, about who his vice presidential pick will be, because if it is Kamala Harris, she is an authoritarian from way back. I mean, there... she has some of the mo- the worst authoritarian tendencies I have ever seen documented <clears throat> in a public official, number one. Number two, all the Obama acolytes are going to be back. The cabinet is going to be running the country. So do we really want people like Susan Rice and Eric Holder and 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 Ben Rhodes running the country? It uh I mean that's ooh. terrifying to me. What I'm trying to find it, I'm trying to find it because it was a great quote from last night about Joseph Biden. And it was from my man, Donald Trump. This is the one of my, this is probably the big quote of the night. Joe Biden, this is Trump on stage. Joe Biden is not the leader of his party. Joe Biden is a helpless puppet of the radical left. That is, in my opinion, the truth. And this is a great place. We're going to take a little break and we're going to come back with talking about What you get when the Democrats are in charge. What you get when they run your city. What gets destroyed. How many lives are lost. It ain't good if you just look at the track record. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Some, Some Atlanta, some Black Lives Matter. What's going on? Some Joe Biden. So much goodness. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is Joanne Jenkins, CEO of AARP. The coronavirus continues to affect us all, and we are here actively supporting you and your community. Every day, we're providing trusted information from top health experts, sharing tools to help protect families from fraud, and creating resources to support family caregivers everywhere. As always, you can count on AARP to advocate for you and your family. Join us and stay connected at aarp.org coronavirus. As a small business owner, you deserve more. More confidence, more connectivity, more of the tools that help your business thrive. And at Cox Business, you can expect more from us. We don't just have sales reps. We have perfect plan identifiers, people who will work with you to make sure your business gets everything it needs and nothing that it doesn't. Your business deserves more, and that's why you can expect more from Cox Business. Call 800-526-8572 to switch today. And we were discussing uh, Joe Biden. I think we're all agreed. I'm just going to assume we're all agreed. Joe Biden ain't it. Like, he's 
not going to be the guy. It's just a matter of how far he can go, but then it's going to be whoever he nominates for vice president. That's going to be the real president of the United States. In short order. Do you know there yeah. was a poll? 55% of Americans think that Joe Biden is in the early stage of dementia. It's, it ain't good. It no. ain't good. And let's, I don't know, I, I always want to see it from the other person's perspective. However, the other, it's it's just so um, obvious. It's so obvious and it's so heinous and ugly. Since he gave a public speech. He's, when he does the Zoom calls, he's hanging on by threads. He's hanging on by threads and, and they're making him do it. He can't, don't back out now, don't back out now. And you, when you, I'm going to get back to the Trump rally for a second. Like he systematically went by point by point by point. Trump did. And he's got the charisma. And now when he debated the first time, he'd never done it before. And he clobbered Hillary in that second one. Clobbered her. Knockout blow. He knocked off Ted Cruz, who's a phenomenal like debate champion. So there's no way they want there's no way you want Biden to debate Trump. That's like that's like Trump Mike Tyson. Four debates. Oh, I bet they do. But it'd be like it'd be like Mike Tyson fighting a little kid. It really would be. It would or Mike Tyson fighting an old man. Okay. Mike Tyson fighting a chick. <laughs> right? Yeah. An, an old woman. Mike Tyson against Betty White. That's there you what go. Would, that's what it would be. All right. So I don't know if I did this last week, but I think it bears repeating. This this is how long a bunch of American cities have been under Democrat leadership. Atlanta hasn't had a Republican mayor since 1879. Chicago hasn't had a Republican mayor since 1931. Baltimore hasn't had a Republican mayor since 1967. Detroit, 1962. Seattle, 1946. Hmm. What do all these cities have in common? What do all these cities have in common? And this is the message to the independent voters. This is the the message to the people who haven't made up their mind. Turn on the TV. Watch what is going on in these cities. And it is not hyperbole. It's not uh, it's it's not a fear tactic. This will come to a city near you if you give uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats, because there'll be overlap. You, you don't and want San Francisco and oh my LA. goodness, yeah, yeah. Well, you you know what really bothers bothers me? What? I bought a T-shirt. Did I tell you about my T-shirt? This is exciting. You bought a T-shirt. Is it a Loftus Party T-shirt? Is one of the is it one of the ones that says Essential AF on it, where the money went no, to the food banks? No, you didn't just, buy one of those. You don't care about starving people. It just says, <laughs> "Don't make me repeat myself." History. Mm-hmm. Like when we're looking at all of these urban areas: Detroit, Atlanta, Chicago, etc. We. We already did this in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. We know how this works. We know how to create two Americas. 
Yeah. Because business leaves, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Walmart's already said they may not come back to Chicago. There's a ton of businesses that aren't going to come back to Atlanta. Yeah. A portion of Atlanta called Buckhead is actually talking about incorporating separately from Atlanta. You know what's in Buckhead? Money. Riches. All the people with money. Yes. Like yes. That, would de- that would devastate the finances of the city. Um, so we know what happens. Business doesn't come back and people who can afford to move out. Yes. Yes. This is and why you're supposed to teach history in school so we don't do the same shit, stupid shit, over and over again. A lot of these cities, Atlanta being one of them, had spent a lot of money in reinvesting in certain areas of the city. They spent a lot of time mm-hmm. cleaning up the city and getting it under control so that we could host the Olympics here. They have continued to do that, and since 2003, they've reduced crime by 30%. You know it's going to go back up 30% in the next couple months? Crime. Crime, because the Atlanta mayor no longer has the support of the Atlanta Police Department. I've talked to officers from other departments and other jurisdictions who have told her flat out, we're not coming in to help you. You have an out-of-control DA, and why are we going to come in there and risk our lives or our careers to save your butt when you yeah. basically called for the firing and charging of eight officers. The only, the only way the mayor of Atlanta gets that city back under control right now, and she needs to. The first thing she needs to take back is that freaking Wendy's. That is private property, and it has been the sign of it, it has been the site of absolute anarchy for you know a week and a half now. All right, we're drifting. We're drifting into Atlanta cops. So we're gonna we're gonna get into that in, in yeah, know, just right? a moment. In just a moment, because it's super important, and I'm glad you brought it up. I just want to say this for uh, because your your shirt is what teed it off. Like, don't make me repeat myself. History. There's another great quote that I think is applicable, and I get to use the word applicable here. Don't. It's. I think it was Milton Friedman said this. Don't judge a program by its intentions. Judge it by its results. Many, many moons ago, we decided to have a war on poverty and X, Y, and Z, and nothing got any better. Nothing got any better. The problem is either the same or worse than it was back in the day. It didn't work. There's no shame in going, you know what, that didn't work. Here's how we can improve it. Here's how we can do it better. And here's another one from the Trump rally. And this one, this one's got to burn. This is a, this is a freaking body blow, body blow. Trump's like, I've done more in four years for the black community than Joe Biden has done in 47. And that is the gospel truth. So, so as these cities uh, continue to get worse, cities like Atlanta, just you're, if you just on the outside looking in, this is what will come to your neighborhood if it's not there already. Uh, in Atlanta, what's going on in Atlanta and what's going on in Seattle? And Trump even said it last night. He must be watching my videos because I did a video, What I Love About Chaz. And, and I'm like, just let it go. Let it go. You know, they had a couple uh, people die there last night, right? Um Okay. Oh yeah. Yesterday well, morning. Yeah, a couple people got shot. Another people dying. shooting. 
another yeah. shooting happened last night, but I don't think anybody got hurt. Well, that ain't good. And uh, with Atlanta and and the, this officer, if you look at this, if you look at this, and I, I know the, me, the the narrative is this for the black lighter, the black lighters, the Black Lives Matters uh, folks is like you know cops are systematically hunting down and killing uh, black people, which the statistics don't back up. I'm not going to get into that. But if you watch that video, there's a guy he passed out drunk. Passed out drunk at the Wendy's drive-thru. Cops come over, they get him out, everything's okay, until they go to put the cuffs on, and then the guy gets that crazy, I ain't going back to jail strength, and decides to run away. And you got the DA on tape from a month earlier saying, now a taser is a deadly weapon. That's the DA saying that. Well, that's so he can charge the other cops. Uh, yeah, well... Yeah. I got no problem with the blue flu. I got no problem with people not showing up to work. It is, and this is, this is the video that I did on Friday. Is it worth it to be a cop? You know what the starting salary is in Atlanta for a uniformed policeman? It's 47 grand a year. Four, 47 grand a year. And now you know the feds are going to get a big taste of that. And and the city of Atlanta and the state of Georgia is going to get a taste of that. So what are you talking about? 25 grand? 30 grand? When it's all when it's all said and done? And then you're out there and you're doing your, your job. Somebody points at some freaking criminal that who just fought you and your partner points a taser at your head and now you're going to go on trial and face the death penalty who is going to do that job who even who even is going to consider that for a moment then you've got a real problem you won't be able to hire enough cops and then you're going to have to up that money and then the police force is going to get super expensive and then the whole cookie starts to crumble and I don't like the way it crumbles when it crumbles like that so that's on the horizon. Um, it's already on the horizon. There have been massive stickouts for the last week or yeah. Wednesday. Um, I actually had a unique experience because the second day um, I went out in the evening. We were out with friends and I went out to the, the front patio and there were three guys sitting there talking about the situation. And so I said, oh, yeah. And when the mayor said X. And the guy repeated exactly the quote I was thinking of, right? Yeah. And he, he had turned toward me to do it, and right on his shirt said APD. Yeah. I'm like, I need to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I sat down and I asked him, um, the reason Rayshard Brooks resisted arrest is because he was on parole. He had been let out of prison and for COVID-19. So if he yeah. got arrested, he was going back to jail. Um. He was actually at the Wendy's, not when the shooting occurred, but when the fire started, he was supposedly there to clear the, the cops went to clear the intersection like they would for any fire, right? right. Um, they were not allowed to clear the intersection. So Woo. there was a choice made at some point in the Atlanta government to just let that go. Yeah. Um, well, and now, now it's the, the same thing. Over. The police have basically abandoned that area. I was told on Wednesday night, you've got six police zones in Atlanta. Only one was staffed. Guess which one it was? Uh, rich people neighborhood. Fuckhead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zone one was patrolling the whole city. 
the rest of the city was being covered by guards from the Georgia Bureau of Prisons. Mm-hmm. And the Georgia State Patrol would only do traffic stops and traffic, like, accidents. They wouldn't, and then, they then wouldn't you get, get out and do anything. And you get the, you get the cascade effect, which mm-hmm. is what has me concerned. Because then, oh, wow, it's like, it's like uh, with uh, Chaz in Seattle. I'm not going to call it CHOP. Because chop sounds cooler, and that's what they like. They hate Chaz. Never I call, call it, it chop. Wokadishu. Yeah, Wokadishu's funny. Uh, I, I go with it. But then when when the government, when the city leaders just go, okay, we're just going to let this go. We're just going to let this go. Burn this down, loot that, destroy that, take over these city blocks. Then you go to every angry young person in America, uh, they, they go, okay, this is great. I can do this and get away with it. There's no consequences. So then it encourages uh, the behavior even more. And then you throw in a big, healthy dollop of righteous anger. Of They're, they're on the side of right and that they're burning down the property of people who are inherently evil. And this is the only way they learn. I want to get to this quote uh, before the end of this uh, this block. And this was from uh, the Black Lives Matter. I've really been holding off on the Black Lives Matter going after. There's a lot of, I, I feel, there's a I lot of if, iffy. There's a, well, there's a lot of iffy information going on out there. And this is one of those ones where you really want to measure twice and cut once. But even in the most softball interviews ever on, on CBS Sunday morning, the, the, the girl who founded Black Lives Matter... Uh, she said this. They go, what does Black Lives Matter mean? And she goes, all lives won't matter until Black Lives Matter. I'll say that again. All lives won't matter until Black Lives Matter. And to me, that was very chilling. That's that was very a... chilling, and maybe she should carry her ass to Southside Chicago. Exactly. So... Yeah, I, I, I have not... So you know where I am. I have not held back fire on this organization. They are explicitly Marxist. They have been since 2013. All you have to read is their list of demands from 2016. This is the problem you get when people hear a statement that you go, oh, of course I agree with that. Because life matters. Of course black lives matter. That's ridiculous. Who wouldn't say, who, who doesn't agree with that statement? Yes. And then you have a political movement named that with yes. very, very, very ugly goals well i mean they're they're essentially a black separatist movement you touched upon the the marxist and and that's another thing that is we we can confirm that we can confirm that so it is a movement wrapped up in a a noble sediment it's it's great branding it's great branding but it is definitely not about all black lives matter because they are, they're systematically, they're not looking at, uh, you know, Planned Parenthood. They're not looking at Chicago. They're not looking at Baltimore. They're not interested in why do blacks die at the hands of other blacks at such a insane rate. This is systematic. This is like we're going after the, the police. They're going after the police. Can I just and that ain't good for anybody. Go ahead. Statistic out there. In 2019, nine ostensibly unarmed black men, which is not even an appropriate 
characterization in some cases because they had bats or they had a gun in their car or something like that, um, were killed by police. In the course of these riots, 17 people at this point have died. There's been unknown numbers of assaults. Now have a sexual assault in Chaz. Um, so you just screwed up the whole balance there. Well, like, like I mean, you just, I mean, the person who was shot, the two people who were shot in Chaz, I believe, were both black. Of yeah. those 15, I think seven or eight of the, you've already exceeded the number of ostensibly unarmed black men that were killed in 2019 by the police with your freaking riots. Yes. And there now, so, so, so once again, it's like we just said, this is not about saving black lives. Not at all. This is not about how did we get here? What can we get out? It's about going after the police. And now, in terms of a movement, if I'm watching this as a, as a TV show or a movie or a pay-per-view event, they're getting results. They're getting results. America has being shown, and this is the part where we have to be very careful. We have to be very careful as people who lean the other way because it is incredibly frustrating. It is an incredibly frustrating thing to watch a mob run around, burn down things, steal people's property, kill people, loot, vandalize, tear down uh, and deface statues of, of Jefferson and Washington. We're going to get to that in the next block about all that madness. But they're getting results. And every instinct in me is let's go fight back. Now, I love it when when good people get together and they like, we're going to protect the Alamo. We're going to protect this Christopher Columbus statue. That's good. That's good. That's good. We cannot choose the side of violence. And I hope I really want to spread this message. There's going to be some frustrated people out there because right now it looks like violence is winning. Violence is winning. We are talking about a battle for hearts and minds. Right now, the people on the right, we're Gandhi. And I, I go back and watch Gandhi, and those British soldiers would beat the ever-loving piss out of all these people from India who wanted to be free. And so that's the route we have to take. Because when people who are thinking about, I don't know if I should vote for Joe Biden or Donald Trump, and I don't know which, because now we're talking about the direction of the country. If you if you side with Black Lives Matter, we'll just we'll just go down. I can tell I could show any independent anybody who doesn't have their mind made up yet. I can flip them. I can flip them in 20 minutes by going. Here's the list of mayors. Here's the list of cities. Here's what's going on. Here's the actual numbers there. And they're going to come to your house. Your house is next. So. I want to encourage everybody. Uh, I know you guys have guns, and I'm glad you have guns. Get more, <laughs> train up, be ready. Don't if things forget the ammo. You, don't forget the ammo, and don't forget your Trump pouch that is going to keep your gun safe and your ammo your dry. dry. Keep your powder dry, kids. But we can't go on offense. We can't go on offense. We got the halo. We got the truth on our side, and we are just... Uh, people, we're just trying to go about our day. We're trying to help our fellow man. We're trying to build our business. We're trying to hire some folks. We're trying to make the world a better place. And we're constantly assaulted by uh, the, the forces of evil. Okay, 
We got to come back and talk about uh, the the John Bolton book. We got to talk about what's going on with Google and NBC and the Federalist and Zero Hedge. Uh, and oh my gosh, we got it. There will be some video game talk and uh, a little bit of Yale. This is great. Yeah, I, well, we're gonna fire it up with Yale. We're gonna and come back. To Yale, Harvard, and Stanford, and Georgetown. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy. We have such great shows. We have so much information. Sometimes I want to do an extra long show, but no, this is great. I like the pace. I like the pace. Okay. So this is great because it's kind of entertainment, pop culture adjacent. Many moons ago, a, a man by the name of Donald Trump said, oh, they're tearing down these uh, Confederate statues. I think it was Stonewall Jackson who was coming down. and It was Robert E. Lee at the time. And he goes, what's next? Jefferson and Lincoln and John Oliver on HBO uh, took him to the woodshed for that and did a big monologue uh, about how just insane that was. Well... We all know it's not insane. And ha, 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 John Oliver, you, you dork, you were wrong. Because they are coming for Jefferson now. And they are coming and for Lincoln. And Lincoln. And Lincoln. And uh, uh, Churchill. <clears throat> all of the above. But with I Washington, think the anti-fascists going after Churchill might be the most ironic thing I've ever heard. Because there was no bigger anti-fascist than Winston Churchill. Yeah, stopping... The ultimate fascist, with the help of America, that doesn't count. That doesn't count! The good, the goodwill that comes from stopping Hitler is not enough to besmirch, I guess, some uh, some perceived ill that they, they have. Okay, but with, with Jefferson and with Washington, they're like slave owner, slave owner. So that's the big one. There's some wonderful kung fu going on right now, and we got to hit the gas on this, you guys. We got to hit the gas. So you're, you're listening to the show, and you're like, what can I do? What can I do? And we've already we told you, okay, we're not going to be violent. We know that's not the answer, but we can hit the gas on social media. We can, we can try to make certain voices louder. I want to talk about that, that movie, uh, Uncle Tom, too. Remind me of that. So here's the wonderful kung fu. 
couple days ago, I'm scrolling through uh, through Twitter, and uh, a friend of the show, and a, a wonderfully, I, I just adore her, Ann Coulter, starts this thing, and she goes, Yale has to go. Yale has to go. Yale is named after a slave owner. And I'm like, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. And leave it to Ann Coulter to do that. So I looked it up because, I, you know, this is how I roll. I, I want to make sure. So, yeah, uh, he was an Amer- Yale was an American-born British merchant and slave trader, president of the East India Company, uh, blah, 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 and a benefactor of the collegiate school in the colony of Connecticut, which in 1718 was renamed Yale in his honor. So Yale is named for a slave trader. So Harvard, I picked Harvard's in trouble, too. So I, I picked it up. I retweeted it. And now, God love him, uh, Jesse Kelly. <laughs> that dude is hilarious. He is going after it. He is going after it. Yale uh, and, and and Georgetown, right? Who else do we have? Harvard? Harvard and Stanford. And Stanford? They got to go. They got to go. I got to look is, at my alma mater. It is. Where, where Ezra you, Cornell. Who knows? It is. I, I just love it. And it's what I call delicious. So, Does that mean we can cancel everybody from who graduated from there? I think they all need to change their diplomas, and they need to like so one of them has to go. See, I'm not going to give up on this. One of these colleges, one of these uh, grand, uh, super expensive uh, colleges of enlightenment, is going to change their name, and I want it to be like Shithead University, or. Uh, <laughs> Or pimple butt. Like, it's got to be, it's got to be. I want everyone in these Ivy League freaking horrible institutions who've been, who've been making up all this crap and, and these horrible ideas and all the vomit they've been spewing and all the anti-America, capitalism is bad, America is the great Satan, all of it, you're going to change your name. If you're going to rip down statues of Columbus, if you're going to rip down statues of my, my man uh, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, uh, you guys are going to get you're going to change your name to like something community college, uh, ass boil state, <laughs> yeast infection. You, it's going to be. I want it to be bad. I want it to be bad. It just oh, I just I'm delighted. Keep that. Keep the pressure up on that one, you guys. I think I think I can survive though. Really? Did you look up Cornell? Cornell was like a, 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 a carpenter and some other things, and worked for Western Union. That's great. Good for him. Yeah, he wasn't even around. He wasn't even around until he was born. Oh yeah, he was born January first of eighteen sixty four. He's in the clear. He was one. There you go. He missed it. <laughs> there you go. He I'm good. It. I'm good. Maybe his <laughs> grandpappy. Maybe his grandpappy. Oh, that's another one that just insulted me. This really goes Actually, nowhere other like than. His, his grandpappies were all uh, Puritans. They oh, good for them. Uh, and this is the other thing, like with 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 
Democrats, here's what you get. Tim Kaine. Tim Kaine, who went to, I think he went to Harvard. Some He went to some pro-slavery school. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> he, he, he clearly never took a history class. Right? He's like, America invented slavery. Uh, like, nope. Oh, nope. And, yeah. And then, if and once again, just like Black Lives Matter isn't about Black Lives Matter. It's about the police. This whole anti, oh, the slavery. Uh, is, Listen, we, we got rid of slavery. We stopped it. But if you go to Libya, you can grab a person today. You can pick them up. Hey, Gaddafi, Gaddafi closed down all the slave markets. Gaddafi's like, no, we don't play that. We don't play that anymore. And then Hillary Clinton. Hillary, yeah, Hillary Clinton killed him. She made sure he it's died. Hard. And now they're open. Now they're well, back open again. So slavery I heard a statistic. Yeah. That at the height of slavery before the Civil War... And not just in America, but in Europe and other places, there were 12 million people in the world who lived in slavery. Today, yeah. despite the evolution of the Western and civilized world and, you know, countries in South America, um, there's 40 million. I could totally believe it. I could totally believe it. And uh, it ain't it ain't good. It ain't good. And again, so, you're being enslaved for your ancestry. You're being enslaved for your political beliefs. You're being enslaved for your ethnicity. That, those are the things that are happening today. Listen, if everybody, everybody remember, everybody remember the hashtag campaign, "Bring Back Our Girls." Yeah, yeah. Those Surprise. were sex slaves, and most <laughs> of them never came back. Hashtag yeah. campaigns don't work. Hard to, be- um, hard to believe. Hard to believe that a hashtag campaign. Uh, wouldn't work. Okay, so yeah, if anybody wants to to start an actual war on slavery, uh, I'll help out. I'll help out. But I'll right help now, out. we're in a Definitely. battle. We're uh, we're in an information war and a message war. And this is like this goes back to the hey, you know, don't be violent and yada yada yada. I'm very happy. I'm I'm pleased. I'm optimistic about things that are going on here. Here's the other thing that you can do, you guys. Oh. And it's it's these are good things. We got to do this because we know that you know the media has this kind of power, and they do that, and they have this agenda. So we got a we got a rising tide lifts all boats. We got to support the new media. So before I forget, thanks for thanks for going to iTunes and leaving comments. Thanks for going to YouTube and leaving comments and, and subscribing and sharing the videos. It's got to be organic like that. I know I sound like a broken record when I do this. The forces that don't want new media to survive are organizing, and it's only going to get worse. Right now, we've been great about keeping out in front of it, but NBC recently uh, teamed up with Google to really try to eliminate a couple of websites. They really did their best to eliminate a couple of websites. It's full of hypocrisy. Uh, it is completely sinister. And maybe you don't know about the story, but NBC, you've got the Federalist, which is a which is a great website. That's Molly Hemingway, right? Molly Hemingway writes for the Federalist. She's fantastic. You got the Federalist and 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 Zero Hedge. The problem. And I'm using air quotes. Was I guess their comment section? There was people. Well, no, that's what they ended up saying. That was that's, actually that's, the problem. Okay, great. So no, no, I, this is great. You you obviously know more than I do. What was what what was NB what was N, NBC NBC like ratted them out or try? What did they say was going on? This was NBC Europe. 
okay, NBC UK, an activist journalist in the UK teamed up with this UK not-for-profit to try to pressure American companies to take American outlets down because the UK doesn't have the whole First Amendment thing, um, and so they think this is okay to do. They deplatform people there, and hell, they put some of them in jail. Were right. they citing? Were they citing specific articles? What were, um, what were they, they saying? Were, was the hate? They were speech? citing. Well, basically, one of the things that this activist girl and the activist chick—I can't remember her name right now. She's the one that actually outed the whole thing. She's like, "Oh, I'd like to thank these people in this organization for working to, you know, get Google to do this because NBC actually published the story." That Federalist and Zero Hedge were going to be demonetized. In other words, they would no longer be able to use Google Ads. Yes. So, once they were kind of outed for having worked with this activist organization by the journalist, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We were really just talking about their comment section. Yeah. So, it, is... was, it was a cover-your-ass moment because they kind of got caught, yes. right? yes. And, I mean, the sinister thing is if you go look and listen to the Facebook video guy, videos of the guy who runs this not-for-profit, um, he actually talks about consequences for wrong things. Yes. This is... I mean, it, 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 this goes nowhere good. Nowhere. I am... Uh, I'm saying this and I'm, I'm kind of moving fast uh, here because I, I'm, I'm looking at the TikTok on the clock. But here's here's the dangerous thing, everybody. And this is the this is the, the the canary in the coal mine. This is the warning sign. So NBC UK teams up with Google. Hey, let's get rid of these guys. Here's our really super shady reason. It works, right? It works. But however, Zero Hedge and the Federalist, thank goodness, are big enough entities that they can scream. They, they can they can go help help police and some people take notice i worry about the smaller people like like the loftusparty.com like maybe one of our listeners has a website that they're building that they like and they're trying to legitimately put out quality news you know both sides of the story and yada 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 the little guy will get demolished the little guy will get demolished. And it is amazing. On Listen, I got videos and I can show you of YouTube running my counts backwards. And I'm, I'm looking at this like, okay, that's how you guys are playing. That, that's how you're playing. You're playing mean. I'm just going to keep putting out good content that uh, I don't use bad language and yada, yada, yada. And we play the little game of monetize, demonetize. But I'm, we're gaining followers. We're gaining followers. And that's good because when they do come, I hope they don't. I want to be able to scream and have a bunch of people listen and come running to my aids. And when another website screams, I want to be able to run to their aid. So that's what we're, we're talking about. Google ads, for you guys that don't know, when you start a website, you, you build the website and you go, here's the content, here's what we do, and then you, you send the link to Google ads. And, and they go, uh, they look at your website, they go, yes or no. They'll either drive traffic to your website and you can sell ads and hopefully make a little bit of money or not. Google owns 70% of that market. You, there are ways to do it. 
There are ways to go around it. You can go out and try to find, if you've got a sales team, you can go grab a sponsor and you can try, you can try. It's going to be very, very hard. It's going to be very hard. Google has 70% of the market. When Google ads says, nope, you're cut off, it's almost a death sentence. It's like you're, you're in the hangman's noose. They drop the trap door. There's a small chance that the rope will snap and you can run to safety. But... But most of the time, it's going to be lights out. And when when an entity like NBC teams up with Google to do this very nefarious, super shady, it's that's the canary in the coal mine. And it makes me worried. Well, okay. I have taken to doing something that actually soothes my soul and makes me think I'm not crazy. You you bought a toy? No, what what you no, do? No, no. I actually watch <laughs> Tucker Carlson's monologue every night. They are going after that dude. And I I would I would He's, beg anybody to watch watch his monologues and go, where's he lying? Where's he lying? I see no lie detected. None. It's he has been it's like watching uh it's like watching uh, a home run derby, like like Babe Ruth, just every night, every night, he's getting a lot of bat on the ball. He's getting a he's lot. Getting a lot of, of bat on the ball, and they hate him for it. They do, and they cannot. And oh, Did I say this on last week's show? I might have, but I'm going to repeat myself if I did. They cannot beat Tucker Carlson in, in the debate of ideas, in a fair and honest debate of ideas, they cannot win. And they know it. So well, their, I, their job is to, okay, I know I can't beat this guy in a baseball game. I'm going to burn down the stadium and cancel baseball. I know I can't beat Candace Owens in a fair fight. So I'm going to burn down the stadium and make sure she can never play baseball. That's what they're doing. That's why we got to stick together and grow, grow, grow. Well, I would add this. Okay. If you want to know who's over the target, right? Yes. They only come after the people that are at least close to the truth. Yes. Yeah. And that's why and, I take I take a little bit of pride whenever I, I get a video demonetized. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and I would say um, Candace Owens normally does a weekly interview show for PragerU. This week, she just did her commentary about what's gone on in the last couple weeks and the response to the video she did on George Floyd. Um, I'd say go watch it. Oh, definitely worth a watch. Okay. As we continue here, uh, and I don't want to, I don't want to bump too much stuff to next week because there's so much wonderful stuff. There is a film out and everyone talks about, Oh, you know, politics is downstream from pop culture. That's what we say here because it is the truth. So when someone makes something wonderful and worthwhile, we're going to support it. There's a new documentary out. Uh, one of the producers is Larry Elder, a wonderful dude. Met him several times. A great guy. I would consider him a friend. And it is called Uncle Tom. And it's a, it's a documentary film about the experiences of uh, black conservatives in America. Like how they got to be a conservative, what the reaction was, just their life experience. And it's a great flick. 
you give it a give it a look give it watch it share it encourage your friends to watch it i want them to make a lot of money i want the film to be successful that's how that's how we win the whole ball of wax okay we got to so go to the loftestparty.com there's a link there that that can show you you can you can stream it on your, on your computer, you can order a DVD, a Blu-ray, uh, I, I, and I want to say it's UncleTom.com is the name of their website. But you can also go to the LoftusParty.com. That'll have the link there. I'm I'm watching. I'm going to watch it tonight. Okay. In in video game news, we got we got to do something about this because it's it's just too exciting to me. I'm a I'm a I'm a PlayStation guy. Uh, I'm a Nintendo Switch guy. There was a lightning strike. I think my Nintendo Switch might be dead, which is a, a terrifying notion. I want to say this for anybody who likes video games and likes Star Wars. There is a game coming out called Star Wars Squadrons that just looks amazing. You're in a TIE fighter if you want to fly, fly, fly for the Empire. You're in an X-Wing. I'm sure they're going to have all the other ships. But for me, this is it. This is heaven. You are, it's, you can fly around and go after Imperial Star Destroyers. You can go wherever you want. You can team up with your buddies and have your own squadron. It looks insane. And I cannot wait. And I cannot wait. Um, and in other news, Last of Us 2, you, if, you, if you played Last of Us, which should be a movie, which should be a movie, it was fantastic. Last, Last of Us 2 came out. We've played it. There's a review on the site. I think you can tell by my, by my tones. That might give you a little hint of, of what I think. And then uh, I want to give a special shout-out in our, in our entertainment uh, section. Uh, D.L. Hughley, a uh, stand-up comic was doing a show at Nashville at a club called Zany's, and he passed out on stage. Uh, tough to watch. I've been on that. I, I've been on that stage before. Those are great people who who work that club. DL uh, on the other side of the aisle, uh, probably from from us. But he's a good dude. He's a good dude, and his you know his heart's in the right place he's 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 like he's a funny guy he passes out on stage just tough like right in the middle of a bit like right in the middle of a bit and and thankfully someone had noticed and they they kind of caught him before he fell they take him to the hospital in nashville he's he's a diabetic i didn't know that uh and they're like okay you you know you got to watch your blood sugar you were incredibly dehydrated You've been working too hard. You're exhausted. And then he tested positive for the COVID-19. So this dude, legit, I want him to get better because that's a scary spot. That's a scary spot to be in the underlying health issues of, of diabetes and, and then also with the COVID-19. And he said he had no symptoms whatsoever. Well, then let's hope it stays that way. Yeah, yeah. He was joking around in a Twitter video uh you know that that he's hoping that's what happens as well and then i want to say goodbye this is our little in in memorial in memoriam segment before we go a couple people 
here's two. Uh, Ian Holm, phenomenal English actor, passed away last week. If you liked Lord of the Rings, he was Bilbo Baggins in uh, Lord of the Rings, the older Bilbo Baggins. Uh, and he was also in so many other great films. He was he played the uh, android Ash in the original Alien movie with Sigourney Weaver. You've seen this dude everywhere. He played a priest in The Fifth Element uh, with Bruce Willis. He was just fantastic in everything he did. And he's one of these guys that was just an incredible talent, incredibly good at what he did. Was he ever a marquee movie star? No, but what a career. What a career and was just wonderful in everything. Just wonderful in everything. Never phoned it in. And and I and I really wanna it's a it's a sad it's a sad thing that that dude is gone. We need we need more of we need more guys like that. Like he's classically trained, Shakespearean, but he could be the everyman, he could be anything. Just I was that one that one bummed me out to hear that he passed away. And then uh Vera Lynn. Vera Lynn passed away. You probably don't know who Vera Lynn is. And the only reason I know is because I was on YouTube and they had suggested a video. She sang, she was like one of those like sirens from World War II. She was from England. And she sang, one of her big hits was, we'll meet again. I don't want to pay for it. I don't want to pay the 10 grand. Uh, But if you look up, Vera Lynn will meet again. It's a great tune from World War II. Uh, she, my goodness, she was 103 and just had a lot of hit records. And I kind of, I kind of miss uh, broads like that. You know, the singing in the in the bar, you know, the cigarette going, the bands playing, all the fellas, you know, dressed up ready to go to war, and then the, the siren comes out and sings her sexy song. You know what's a... I'm going to say this before we go. You know what a, a, an, an, an incredibly uh, sexy song is? They used it in Cap... They used it in the Avengers. Uh, kiss me once and kiss me. Holy smoke. If that is a sexy, sexy song. You ever heard that whole thing, Gimlet? Mm-mm. Oh, you need to you need to listen to that one. That's another great one. Back from the old World War II days. Kiss me once and kiss me twice. <laughs> it's good stuff. A great show. Gimlet, where can people read your stuff? You can read my stuff over at PJ Media. And then our good friend, Rowdy Rick Robinson, and I are on every morning 7 to 9, where I generally lose my mind at so there you go, guys. If you need your your uh, if you need a, a daily fix of the gimlet, that's where to get it. If you want to uh, read her stuff, she's over at PJ Media. And if she would, uh, if she, and if if she would post, if she would share these articles at theloftisparty.com, I think there would be like the Earth would stop spinning, the Moon might collide with another planet. Evidently, ah, uh, gimlet's picking winners and losers. I'm not picking winners <laughs> and losers. <laughs> All right, you guys have a great week. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for leaving comments. Thanks for leaving reviews. It's all about the algorithm. <laughs>